Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. This week's show is just overflowing with glee as we fulfill a request and celebrate not one, not two, but three birthdays, those of Gussie Davis, Dana Suisse, and Jimmy Lytell. He's been heard on the show several times over the years as part of Lad's Black Aces, the Cotton Pickers, and the Memphis Melody Players as composer of a blues serenade. He also played with the Dixie Demons and accompanied Dick Robertson on dozens of records, but he's never had his own segment. Until now. Last week, December 1st, marked the birth in 1904 in New York City of James Joseph Serapidi to Laborio Serapidi and Teresa Quaranto, both of whom were born in Italy and arrived in the U.S. in 1886. Jimmy was one of seven children, but the only one interested in music, which he studied under bandmaster Salvatore Baccaloni at St. Lucy's Roman Catholic Church in Brooklyn. While still a teenager, he played with the original Dixieland Jazz Band for three months in early 1922, and then joined the original Memphis Five, with whom he recorded extensively. By this time, he started using the name Jimmy Lytell, after Wilfred Lytell, a popular actor of the time, known for Thunderbolts of Fate and The Trail of the Law. On June 8, 1925, Jimmy married Georgia Ruth Wilson in Brooklyn, and by the end of the year, he left the OM5 barely 21 years old. He spent the next three years in the orchestra at the Capitol Theater in New York under the direction of Eugene Ormandy, and served as a much-sought-after studio musician, accompanying the likes of Annette Hanshaw, J.C. Flippin, and Johnny Marvin. During the 30s, Lytell recorded with numerous bands and played in the NBC Symphony Orchestra, as well as Broadway pit orchestras. In the 40s, he worked primarily in radio, at one time playing on 17 shows a week, and became a musical director at NBC. In 1956, he recorded an LP with Connie Boswell, along with several OM5 alumni. Jimmy Lytell died November 28, 1972, in Nassau, New York, and is buried in Great Neck. Between 1926 and 1928, Lytell recorded 23 sides for Path A under his own name, and two with Signorelli and an unidentified guitarist as the Three Barbers. Here are three of them. Thank you. 
Stockholm Stomp, written by Jack Pettis and Al Gehring, performed by Jimmy Lytell, clarinet, Rube Bloom piano, and Dick McDonough on banjo. That's from Path A 36741, around December of 1927. A fakir is a Muslim or Hindu religious ascetic, or mendicant monk, so how Jimmy Lytell came up with the title, I don't know, but before Stockholm Stop, we heard Fakir's Rhythm, from June of 1927, on Path A-Actuel 114-881, with Frank Signorelli on piano, and Dick McDonough on guitar this time. We started off with Coney Island Washboard, from Perfect 14765, in January of 1927. The personnel are unidentified, other than Lytell, of course, but Coney Island Washboard was written by Claude Schugert, Hampton Durand, Jerry Adams, and Ned Nestor, and was first recorded by the Five Harmoniacs a few months earlier. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. A few weeks ago, I mentioned the Columbia University Glee Club. Glee clubs were named after a form of English part song called a glee, with the first formed in London in 1787. Popular in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, in the U.S. a glee club is a musical or choir group, historically of male voices, established at colleges, universities, and high schools. This got me to looking for rapidly rotating records by glee clubs, and here are three of them.
Come all you rounders if you want to hear a story about a brave engineer. Katie Jones was a rounder's name. Clubs are usually associated with schools, but not always. As in the case of the record you just heard, the Baltimore and Ohio Glee Club Quartet singing Casey's Ghost Comes Back, a familiar tune with the words by Margaret Talbot Stevens, associate editor of the Baltimore and Ohio Magazine. That record was produced for the B&O Railroad by Marsh Laboratories. I don't have a date for the recording, but it may have been distributed at the centenary pageant of the railroad called the Fair of the Iron Horse, held in February 1927. The record label urges you to travel and ship by the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad and reminds you that if you're traveling through Washington, D.C., you have a stopover privilege. 
The B&O Glee Club was formed in 1915 and was in existence until at least 1961, with as many as 100 voices. The B&O Glee Club may have had 100 voices, but on March 31, 1925, the Associated Glee Clubs of America assembled 850 voices to sing Discovery by Edvard Grieg in a concert at the Metropolitan Opera House in New York. Columbia took on the daunting task of recording the group and issued the result as catalog number 348-D. Santa Clara University, established in 1851, is a private Jesuit school located in California's Silicon Valley. We started off with the Santa Clara University Glee Club, backed by Anson Weeks and his orchestra, singing Fight for Santa Clara, written by Winnie Cutter, SCU alumnus, class of not five. Columbia 2553-D was recorded in San Francisco on Halloween, 1931. Longtime listener Tom sent an email to say he had a recording of a song called After You Said You Were Leaving, but wanted to hear it by the Light Crust Doughboys. Well, Tom, here it is from a 1984 LP reissue I found on the Longhorn label. Dreams are gone. 
I can't believe a word you say. I have been forgiving far more than I should. I'm taking the only way. I'm leaving you. Goodbye, I'm through. I'm tired of sighing, crying over things you do. I've loved you. The last link I'm breaking, though my heart's aching, I'm glad I'm leaving you. Maybe I'll be sorry and cry by and by, but if I do, you'll never You'd not treat someone so I'm leaving you Goodbye, I'm through Because I'm tired of sighing And crying over things you do I love you Even though I knew you were untrue, the last link I'm breaking, though my heart's aching, I'm glad I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you. Goodbye, I'm
started the set with the Light Crust Doughboys and After You Said You Were Leaving, written by Marvin Montgomery, who played banjo in the band. That's from OK6443, recorded in Dallas, Texas on March 3, 1941. The label credits the vocal to the Light Crust Doughboys' sweetheart. Her real name? Dolores Joe Clancy. In 1931, Bob Wills and Milton Brown were leading a band in Fort Worth, Texas, called Aladdin Laddies. They convinced W. Lee Pappy O'Daniel, president of the Burris Mill and Elevator Company, to sponsor the band on radio and advertise the company's light crust brand flower on 100-watt KFJZ, but with a demand by O'Daniel that they change the name of the band to the Light Crust Doughboys. The program moved to the much stronger station, WBAP, and O'Daniel then formed his own Texas quality radio network. At their height, the Doughboys were heard on 170 radio stations and did what they were supposed to, sold a hell of a lot of bread, to the point where Burris had to enlarge their mill. Next, Angelina Marco sang I'm Leaving You, composed by Louis Maisto with the words by Bartley Costello, their real names but you probably recognized Angelina Marco as Von de Leith. Robert Hood Bowers accompanied her on piano with Fred Wandel on violin. That's from Harmony 240-H, August 27, 1926. 
And we finished up with Charlie Johnson's Paradise 10 and Monette Moore warning, Don't you leave me here. Victor 20653 was recorded February 25, 1927. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. Composer and lyricist Nadine Dana Suisse was born December 3, 1909 in Kansas City, Missouri, to Julius Suisse and Nina Quarrier. She was a child prodigy and studied piano, giving her first public concert on June 29, 1919. She also studied organ for a year, culminating in a recital on December 17, 1922. In 1926, she moved to New York City with her mother, where she continued her piano studies. The following year, she wrote her first copyrighted song, I Want the Whole World for You, and over the next five decades, wrote serious music, jazz, popular songs, music for Broadway plays, films, and reviews, and even took a stab at playwriting. Her most successful song was You Ought to Be in Pictures, with the lyrics by Ed Heyman. Dana Suisse was still busy writing a new musical when she died in her New York City apartment of a stroke on October 16, 1987. Other songs from her catalog include The Night is Young and You're So Beautiful, Happy Birthday to Love, Missouri Misery, and these. Oh, love.
as busy as the rest The Russians and the Prussians and the Africans as such Love makes the world go round Love keeps the devil busy Let's keep as busy as the rest The Portuguese and Japanese and Pennsylvania Dutch Love's the thing in warm Brazil The king in frozen Nome That's the reason Garbo said She thanks that she go home Let's join the big parade Let's join the march together Why should we miss the grandest thrill It's love that makes the world go round And we are standing still It's performed by the Tune Twisters in the motion picture Sweet Surrender, but we heard Stuart Allen with Richard Himber and his Ritz-Carlton Hotel Orchestra singing the Ed Heyman lyrics to Love Makes the World Go Round from Victor 25132, made August 19, 1935. Before that, distilled from Suisse's larger instrumental work Jazz Nocturne, we heard Gordon Graham singing another set of Heyman lyrics, My Silent Love accompanied by Ruby Newman and his orchestra. They made four takes on June 6, 1932, with Take 2, issued on Victor 24042. We started with yet another Heyman lyric, sung by Dick Robertson, uncredited on Hit of the Week 1151, Ho-hum! That was Sam Lennon's dance ensemble with Arthur Shutt on piano and Bunny Berrigan on trumpet around May of 1931. Born the same day as Dana Suisse, but a quarter century earlier in 1883 in Dayton, Ohio, was Gussie Lord Davis. He was the first black songwriter to become famous on Tin Pan Alley, with more than 300 of his 600-plus songs published. He applied to study at Nelson Musical College in Cincinnati, but was turned down because of his race, so he made a deal to receive private lessons in exchange for janitorial services. He wrote comic minstrel songs, choral music, and sentimental ballads, but many of them contain racial stereotypes and offensive titles, products of their time. In his early 20s, he formed the Davis Operatic and Plantation Minstrels, which performed and toured until shortly before his death. In 1895, he placed second in New York's 10 Best Songwriters of the Nation contest with Send Back the Picture and Ring. Gussie Davis died at just 36 years of age. Songs from the Davis catalog include The Lighthouse by the Sea, When Africa and Ireland Go to War, and these. Why, tonight I see 
A lady then softly said, I wish that I could, was the man that replied, but she's dead in the
one little word could have changed my future life. One little word could have made her my wife. Too late, too late. Now my fondest hopes are dead. One little word, that word was never We started our tribute to Gussie Davis with My Creole Sue from Victor 19343, November 1st, 1923. Next, I last played it in 2014 by Vernon Dahlhart and Trio. So this time you heard In the Baggage Coach Ahead by Kate Smith with take three of a January 28th, 1932 session issued on Columbia 2605-D. Supposedly, the incident on the train described in the song actually took place. The Sheboygan Press newspaper of December 12, 1935, says the body in the baggage coach ahead was that of Mrs. Nettie Klapmeyer of Kansas City, who was being taken east for burial, and that Gussie Davis was a porter on board that train. We finished up with the Carter family and one little word. Mother Maybelle Carter on guitar and soprano... Maybell's cousin, Sarah Carter, auto harp and alto, and Sarah's husband, bass A.P. Carter. That's from Bluebird B-5771, also issued on Montgomery Ward and Regal Xonophone in Australia. I'm Glenn Robinson, and I'm extremely pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had even half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. (laughs) ¶¶